0: Good day everyone, I am Matt Harrison and you are listening to the Gearycast on Sport Direct Radio, the Malaga fan podcast for all the Giris out there. It was a second loss in a row for Malaga this past weekend, but one that wasn't too much of a surprise as Espanyol are soon to be a Primera team. We will look back on our 3-0 loss in Barcelona. It doesn't get any easier for Malaga either as we move on from the number one team in the league to the number two team in the league. In the shape of Majorca, who come to La Rosaleda on Saturday night. Joining us to talk all things Mallorca and Malaga is Alex Fitzpatrick of Tonorem, the Independent Mallorca podcast. But before I introduce and talk about people from Mallorca, let's go to people of Malaga, and that is Chris Marquez. Chris, how are you?
1: Hi man, how are you? Alex, how are you? Hi, everybody. Hi. Another
0: week. Another week and we're still going. Um, Yes, I am all good. I had yesterday off work so I'd like to say I'm feeling all refreshed. Um, We'll see if I am because I've been back to work today and it's always hard going back after a long weekend. But speaking of people has a lot of time off because he is a student and they don't do any work and all that sort of cliche which I had used against me when I was a student. We have Alex Ashmore. Alex, how are you doing? I'm doing well, thanks. So, well, tomorrow's
2: my first exam of two, oh. and then Saturday I'm finished, so free for the summer.
0: Yeah, so, so sorry for calling you a, a, a lazy tax dodger or something like that. I know free for the summer, it's <laughs> <f-ing> May. <laughs> it's that, the 4th of May. That's what being a student's all about.
1: The great thing is, Alex will do bring you the whole summer, the latest Malaga news on Twitter <laughs> and Facebook. Exactly. So, so it's going to be a very, very,
0: I think... Productive summer. Yeah, for us. <laughs> yes. Um, and yeah. so, so, you know, we'll start by saying good luck with all that, Alex, with your exams this week. Um, um, yeah, let, let's just go straight into the news then. So um, we spoke a bit about uh, our manager, Sergio Pellicer, last week, and he was being linked with... Girona quite a lot, and some mentions of other clubs. I don't think that's properly gone away. But but Chris, it sounds a little bit like he might well stay at Malaga. Well, what what's the news up this week?
1: That's what he said. That um, he doesn't see any problem in signing this week or next week, um, and he wasn't doesn't want to have a big show around it or uh, how did he call it opera?
0: a soap opera. Yes. He, he says, my renewal will not be it. a soap opera.
1: He's just going to sign and um, he doesn't see any problem in in the contract details.
0: And that's what we like to hear. Alex, um, this is Malaga Club de Football. Uh, we do like a soap opera at our club. Do, do you believe Sergio Pérez here when he says there will be no soap opera?
2: In some ways, yes, but then there's always some something that goes on it's never as easy as it sounds with football and especially Malaga
0: yeah Malaga is what what they call it more of a a a telenovela than a than a soap opera they were a bit more dramatic aren't they and a bit more you know crazy storylines which which fit Malaga um and there's been a few other people who say they would like to stay at Malaga um Christian Hosebed and Hozum, uh, yeah, Mejias have all sort of come out in interviews this past week and said, "If we get the chance, we'd we'd love to come back." Um, we're happy to hear that, Chris. I'm
1: happy, but I don't see them all three staying. And for Christian, I don't really know because he didn't he didn't become a real important player for the team. I think so.
0: Yeah, but I, we've, I was quite surprised at that, like the way, but he. No, sorry. I was quite surprised at the way he spoke about it in the interview because he was saying like how much he loves it here and stuff. So I don't know. It's, he seemed quite content. And obviously with him, it depends on Extra Madura, who I still think are going for promotion maybe to Segunda. Um, so it, it depends on their situation. But no, I thought he seemed quite keen. Um, Alex, are we are we happy with all three coming back if, if we can make them all come back?
2: Definitely. I mean, the more players we have, the better. I think that's been the one thing this year. We've been quite quite short in terms of players available, and the more, as Chris said last week, it's the case of having the more professionals we have, the more you know professional contracts that we have in that starting eleven squad, the better. And I think those three, are, well, they've been fantastic for for us this year.
0: Yeah, they've all had their moments, haven't they? Where Christian sort of started the season well, and then Hozebed stepped up recently, and then Mahias has been sort of good in the middle of the season and been a bit unlucky of injuries. Uh yeah, it'd be great if they could all come out. I, I like all three of them in, in different do you, ways.
1: Do you think do you guys think Mejías will stay? Because Josebet probably can stay because I don't see him as a as an important player for Celta de Vigo. I think he won't make it there anymore. Uh-huh. Uh, but Mejías. I think, I think it depends on whether
2: Leganes get promoted. I mean, you're probably about to say that, Matt. I think yeah. it's solely down to that. If they don't get promoted, they might lose some players that want to play in Primera, and then they might have to bring him back. If they do get promoted, they might think, well, we're we'll learning back out because he's probably not going to play. So I think, yeah, it's, it's all it's all on Leganes now.
0: Yeah, and obviously they are names that will could be, be on the back of Malaga shirts next season but let's talk about names that are going to be on the front of Malaga shirts next season Chris what is happening with Malaga's sponsors next season and maybe the season after too um the how do you call it the provincial council is as close as I yes so the provincial council
1: is uh, will be the Malaga sponsor uh, in the next season for around 700,000 euros. Okay. That's what the club is getting. But, if the club finds a, a, a company who pays more, the provincial council will step aside without any uh, problems. They just want the best from another club de football.
0: Yeah, maybe we, I think, again, you can correct me if I'm wrong here, either of you, but, Um, Essentially, for those that don't know Spanish geography, there's the province of Malaga, which I live in. I live in Marbella, which is in the province of Malaga. And then there's the municipal council, which is the city, basically, isn't it? So I live in the municipality of Marbella. And I think I read somewhere that the municipal um, council might even be able to give a little bit more money next season. But that's, you know... That's not who's going on the front of the shirt. So it's the whole province of Malaga is being yes. represented on the shirts next season. And, and I think and every
1: everybody born in the province,
0: they will call Malagueño. <laughs> yeah, whoever you support, whether you're Real or Barça <laughs> or whoever else. Um, I think I read as well, Chris, like you just said um, about they can they can pass the deal on to someone else if there's a better deal. Cause I believe if Malaga got promoted next season, which, you know, is obviously still a big, if they have the, the price goes up or they have to give a million euros maybe. I, I yes. guess. Yeah. But obviously they would probably, they've come out and said, if Malaga did come up, go up, there would be bigger companies looking to get their name on the shirts. And, uh, uh, the Tercesa, who have been the sponsor, they they've sort of stepped aside quite honourably, haven't they? And sort of said, uh, "We can't give as much money as the provincial council, so we are stepping aside too." I think. Have I understood yes, that right? Yes,
1: but they also said like they probably might stay on the yeah. on somewhere else on the shirt. Yeah, um, because the owner of Tercesa is a is a real Malageno and a real Malagista. He he, he is a big fan of the club since he was little, so he doesn't do it for uh, the company, he's doing it more for the club, because he wanted to, to get out last season, but he yeah.
0: um, he did it as a didn't, flavor. he yeah.
1: didn't, because there was nobody else, so yeah, I don't know.
0: Yeah, and I think he's even said that he'll, um, he'll the company will still give money where they can and stuff, so yeah. So that was good, and yeah, I saw a few people, and I don't know. It's it's a funny one with football. Where where do you draw the line with this sort of thing? But I saw a few people saying, um, "Shouldn't the provincial council be spending money on other things apart from the football club when we've just had COVID?" But they seem to have their heart in the right place. I know it's uh,
1: on the other hand. I think football is for the for the community, and it also brings as a big social social thing that brings it with it, and. You know, as a teacher, that kids um, don't get to exercise as much as they should these days. And I think um, having football, professional football teams or professional sports teams, it doesn't really matter what kind of sports, mm. uh, the kids look up to it. Um, yeah. It's a great way of um, uh, getting kids back to sports, uh, enjoying sports. And it's a great... Day out for families and everybody who lives in the in the province of Malaga. So
0: yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Um, I, could people, what, I could see. I could people
1: what, say it's a company, but it's not a it's not a McDonald's or a football club. It's not a McDonald's or a, or a, you know. Yeah, well, I think it's 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 it. I understand that it's a company, and but it's a different kind of company. A company that I don't know that it's a that, community hub,
0: basically, isn't it? It's it's yeah. a representation of a community. Um, and I totally agree with what you're saying, Chris. And I think that still is the case with Malaga. You know, let's not go back over Super League discussions from a few weeks ago. But if we're talking about football at the very elite, then that line has been blurred quite a lot, has not it? Like, does Real Madrid represent that neighbourhood of Madrid to some people? Maybe, but it doesn't really anymore, does it? But whereas I do feel Malaga is, it is a big symbol of the city, isn't it? The football club. And, you know, the basketball team are, are huge parts of that city. And, um, yeah, I think... And, obviously, you've said about those, like, the influence it has there, Chris. But then you've got things like the Malaga Foundation as well, which will be helped out. So, um, yeah. yeah, it's all good. And, I, and, I, and
1: and the other thing is, like, the province gets a lot of tourism out right. of Malaga Club de Football as well. Because, um, for example, our podcast has, has listeners from 40 countries all over the world... Um, we even have a follower from Nigeria now, so you know, I think it's amazing and there are so still so many people that we didn't reach out to yet. But you can see that International Malaga Club de Football is a is a big name and a big company.
0: Yeah, you know, come over, come have a patch around with me. Yes. <laughs> We'll take you to... Yeah, I'll buy you all a patcher. I oh, no, I'm not going to say that. I'll be skint.
1: <laughs> and buy and buy our merchandise. Oh, yeah. While we're talking... Donate money
0: to the club. While we're talking about uh, shirts, Chris, do, do you want to drop in one last plug for that? While you switch... We well,
1: you. donate money, b- buy merchandise, buy the design. I don't care. We are helping Malaga. All the <laughs> profit goes to the club. So, help out.
0: Awesome stuff. So... Uh, they are yeah, and you can see all the information for that Go on out Twitter. You'll find stuff. One other thing about the Malaga, like Malaga club, the football shirts, not our shirts, sorry, but a good thing as well. William Hill is disappearing off the shirt next week. I, I, I'm next next season. Sorry, I wish it was next week. I'm good riddance. I yeah, don't, I won't. It's,
1: it's it's not allowed anymore in yep. Spain to have uh, bending houses on the shirt.
0: Yeah, and I think other football leagues need to follow suit. I did not think Spain would be the ones that were the front runners on this, but I'm very happy that they are. Um, just the maybe we can we can have a contract with William Hill on our no. our merchandise. <laughs> Don't, back no, I I know well, I can't be of no. worse. <laughs> so you know, I know we've plugged Victoria beer and different patios and all sorts yeah. of local things. We're not, and no, William Hill, no. I've, I've oh, sh-
1: I can say we have 55 <laughs> euros so far. That's the last thing I say about our merchandise. Okay. But we have. Fifty-five euros so far. That's going to the club, so that's not a lot of money. So I will add another twenty to it for my own bank account. I already
0: did twenty, but I don't care. So um, um, yes, and now I've been paid. I'm going to buy my T-shirt because I've not bought one yet. So I will do that. <laughs> and Alex, you know, as a student, can, can can you can you make that sort of money? <laughs> yeah, well, if you, if you think of the big picture,
2: because I get a loan. The British government is actually funding Malaga football,
0: <laughs> so... Oh, that, that is Brexit, that's Brexit. Thank you, thank you Boris. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that I is- have an idea, oh, because I still have my betting account, Alex. I will put 10 euros on my betting account, and everything we earn, so we're going to make a list every week, and everything we earn with the betting account, Yeah. we will donate to Malaga as well.
0: Okay. Just after I've shot down the betting companies, but <laughs> don't say the firm. <laughs> um okay, away from football shirts. Just I was gonna just mention two other little bits of news. Uh something to do with Malaga. I don't know if you guys saw just before we um started recording, or might have been earlier in the day, I don't know, but they've announced we're gonna play two games in four games. Uh, four, two games in four days, sorry. At uh, middle of May. We've got Oviedo at home. Seven no, is that right? I've forgotten which way round it is. But anyway, we're playing Oviedo, 17th of May, which I think is away. Um, which is a Monday night, seven o'clock, and then we're playing Thursday night against Girona, which I think is the home game. Forgive me if I've got that the wrong way round. We're playing two games in, in a week, which we I don't think we've done since, you know, that crazy spell last season where we were playing every two or three days, it felt like. So and Another team who are doing a bit better in Malaga. Malaga missed out on the playoffs, but our young guns, Chris Atletico Malagueño, they're doing good. They're doing fine.
1: A bit unlucky, <coughs> but they're doing really great. They're through to the to the playoffs.
0: And where will those playoffs take them if they win, Chris? Because this will get a bit complicated. <laughs> uh,
1: they are now in the third division, and it will take them. To the third division
0: again. (laughs) Yeah, the new... Well, essentially, it's it's the new fourth division, really, isn't it? It's the, like, premier... It just doesn't really make
1: sense. No, the division they're in now will be the fourth division. Yeah. Division. And they would stay in the third division if they...
0: No, they'd they'd stay in the fourth division. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, of course, yeah. Because there's the new Primera... um, R E F E F, which is the um what do you call it? Was gonna be the new Segunda B basically, is it? And then there's gonna be a Segunda which Atletico Malagueno will be in. If they win their playoff. So good luck to our young guns. Alex seen much of Atletico Malagueno? I know you watched a bit every now and then or, or no.
2: I do. I watched I think the last game I watched was it was it was fairly recent actually. It was the I think it was the last time me and Chris did um a pre match, and I can't remember who they were playing, but they they did win, and you know it's nice to see the youngsters I think that's that's the key with football, like the more time youngsters have on the pitch, doesn't matter whether they're winning or losing. I think at that level it's more about game time and improving your skills as an individual,
0: yeah, definitely, so good luck to them. um they had a lot more luck than the big boys of Malaga did this past weekend, so we're going to leave the new section there, and we will go ahead and look back on our 3-0 loss to Real no yeah Real (laughs) Espanol they are Real Espanol though aren't they no no they're not or they are I can't remember what it stands for I feel really silly now let's go and talk about Espanol and we can get the answer while we're in the break oops So there was no promotion for Espanyol this past weekend, but they did have a lovely time nonetheless, winning 3-0 against Malaga. Not a happy trip for our boys, but a good day for Real Club Deporto Espanyol. So I was right to go with Real. I, I just didn't commit to the other bit enough. So um, that's that one cleared up. They are They do have a Real in their name, just in case people thought I was wrong earlier. Like, like the other two. <laughs> but anyway, um, here's, let's talk on someone else. Did they get it right or wrong? But about the Malaga starting eleven. So it was a, certainly quite an interesting starting eleven, And I'll, so I'll just give some of the headlines. Ishmael was back in at centre-back. Alexander was back playing sort of wing-back. We went to three at the back, which is a change of system after, you know, the last few games. Christian starting again. And Jairo getting his place back over Joaquin. Alex, thoughts on the starting eleven, pre-match and after-match. <laughs> I
2: mean, I you know me I've, over the season, I've had my qualms about five at back or three at back, whatever you want to call it. I just don't think it suits us. And although we've had pretty some pretty poor, poor performances with four at the back, I think we we just seem to be more open and. Well, that, you know, obviously you've got to give credit to Espanyol. They're a fantastic side, but it just, yeah, it never fills me with confidence when we play five at back because, well, I think sometimes, I don't know, whether you need a little bit more pace with the three centre-backs just to cover that wider area if the full-backs are pushing forward. And, well, Lombard doesn't have that. I'm not sure the other two, Juan de and Casas, really. Casas probably got a little bit more pace, but, yeah, I think not happy with five at the back. But in terms of selection, I think it it was a good, Good decision on on the most part. I think you know back. Good idea to put Ka back in. I don't think Skepovic is quite ready yet, and nice to see Christian getting a start in the in the centre midfield.
0: Yeah, I'm thinking. I'm wondering whether it was just a case of Espanyol score a lot of goals. Let's put another strike, um, another defender back to keep an eye on um, R. D. D. T. Dot Raul de Thomas for those that. Weren't sure what I'm talking about there. Um, and yeah, maybe, well, I don't know. I'm going to say I thought it did okay, actually. So, um, Chris, any thoughts on the start in eleven? I think
1: we had something really well going on in the last few weeks when we played 4 for 2 <clears throat> And I don't believe in changing your formation because you're playing against a better opponent. I think you would, You should play as you always play. That works for you. Because uh, what we saw in the first 30, 20 matches of the season was that the five defender thing doesn't work for us. So going back to it because you are afraid of an opponent says something to your players as a coach doing that. It says you're afraid and you think you're going to lose. Um, But it also won't work because your players aren't really used to it anymore to play that way. And when you played that way, even to um, opponents who were definitely not as good as, as uh, Espanol, it didn't work either. So I, I don't really get it.
0: Yeah, That's I think, my, my point. I think for me at the back, though, I was I was just throwing it out there as maybe one theory. But I don't think it necessarily means you're going to be more defensive because... I would say Christo and Alexander are not left-backs and right-backs, you know, true left-backs and right-backs, are they? So um, I, I'm I'm still not against it. I do think we've been better without it. But then my argument would be I think it sort of worked to start with. Um, I was going to say to you guys, I thought for 20 minutes or so, we looked really comfortable and really quite composed and quite confident. So go on, what do we think of the start then, Chris?
1: I agree. I totally agree with you. But we didn't create anything. We didn't create nothing. Why? Because we had five players at the back, and we already create almost nothing. And if you get a, a midfielder away, then you, you make it yourself more difficult. Because we got to the box, and once we once we're getting to the box. The, the the attack was gone. It's when you would take the ball off us. So, yeah. What did it bring us? Nothing. Nothing either.
0: Well, I don't. I honestly don't think it would made a difference if we had four at the back, and because if anything, you could argue we had two extra attackers instead of um, or one extra attacker compared to usual, with Christo and Alexander a bit further up the pitch. Uh, we still had the Romani, Hyrule, Kaye. I don't think the formation's the issue there, I think, as we've addressed on here before. I think it's as much, we don't have an effective striker, basically, do we? Um, Alex? No, that's,
1: that's one thing I learned, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely, well, we can talk I,
1: about that. No, but really, I, I've got it very clear now, Kaya shouldn't come back next season.
0: Yeah, his name's not... Been, well, we talked earlier about the three that have been linked with coming back. His name's not come up yet, which might be a good thing, or maybe, maybe... It's a sign. Pea said maybe he doesn't want him back. I don't know, Um, Alex. What about you? Any thoughts on the formational chat there or about how Malaga started the game?
2: I think yeah, I think we started off all right, but I think that's one of the one of the things that comes to my head. The game isn't fifteen minutes long, unfortunately, so we have to keep that going for the whole ninety minutes, and I just don't think, I just don't think we were good enough. Like Chris said, we didn't create enough chances. Caio showed some good movement up top, but I just, you know, there was no final product. Um, I think, you know, just overall in in that first 15 minutes, I, we just lacked in that final third, and that's been a problem for us all season. Well, yeah, the the lack of a an out and out striker really showed.
0: Yeah, I think um, before I think it was before the game, uh, Peixe said in an interview, uh, Espanol play like a Richmond and run like a poor man, which I quite liked, and they, I think, I think he's basically trying to say, they're, they're quite classy, but they work hard, I think was what he was going for, there. I don't know if I <clears> misunderstood <throat> that, but, they did run very fast up the pitch, and from nowhere, they seemed to score, and I think you mentioned him quite a lot last week, Chris, uh, Raul de, de, de Thomas. our dot, oh, I'm not even try and do the dot thing again, um, it was a hell of a strike, D-dot, d yeah, I can't do it, I just can't do it for some reason, um, Anyway, he's he had a hell of a strike and I think we can talk say it was a great finish. Should it have been a goal, Chris? no talk me through why
1: because he made a handball when he uh, with his first touch he took the ball with his hand
0: okay Alex would you agree that it was handball or well, I yeah up.
2: I mean completely agree that I think it's clear that Javi Walddo controls the ball with his hand you know it's sort of if it didn't hit his hand that's always the big thing for me if it didn't hit the hand would it have hit another part of the body and in this case probably not so I think that's you know right. that hand allowed them to create that chance and wonderful finish a bit but I just don't think they should have had the chance to get that finish I think it should have been a free kick
0: to Malaga okay and am I being harsh in suggesting Danny Barrio could have done better mm. or am I being very harsh
1: or you can just say that R dot, D dot, T dot is a very good striker.
0: He is a very good striker. I
1: think a bit of both, maybe. Because it was a great shot. It was difficult for a keeper. It was in the corner. Yeah. It was pretty hard. It was high enough.
0: Yeah. I'm just playing devil's advocate a bit there. But, I, you know, when you see a goalie get two hands on it a little bit, you do sort of think, ah. But I think it was hit very hard and very clean. Um, yes, he's a very good striker. and not. I'm not a big fan of his hair, though. Not a big fan of his little man bun thing. It, it's too oh, small. I, I, I really like it. Yeah, oh, I think it's too small. It doesn't look quite right. Yeah,
1: but it has to grow. You cannot have a man a, a proper man bun
0: out of nothing. But you know, he. I am. He knows more about football than me, and as someone who is pretty much bald, he knows more about hair than me. So, who am I to say anything <laughs> about him? Um, then, uh, well, should we, should we talk about Kaya Quintana now? Um, should he have scored a goal, Alex?
2: I think <laughs> you could argue either way. I think it's, I think he should. <laughs> it, it's that final third again. I think you, you could say. I mean, whether Kaya should he have scored, but is he is he good enough to score in those sort of situations? We have seen other chances throughout the season where, you know, it was even more of a clear cut. Cl- clear-cut chance than that and he just hasn't finished it so you know whether Caille should have finished it and whether a striker should finish it two different questions
0: <laughs> yeah so just for those who didn't remember there was sort of a a loose ball from Espanyol's defence wasn't there and I can't remember who latched on to him basically hit it first time to Caille who was sort of one-on-one with Diego Lopez but he had his back to him basically didn't he and he he didn't turn around in time but it was I think I think he should have done much better with it I think He has to be expecting that ball even. Well, not expecting it, but be ready for that ball. Um, Chris, are you going to say something nice about Kaya Quintana for a change or are you going to stick to your usual tune?
1: You can learn a a monkey how to dance, but it doesn't make him a dancer.
0: (laughs) Okay. I I, I think I get what you're saying there. You can't teach him how to be a good striker, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Well,
1: he's just not a good striker. That's it.
0: There you go. I don't think there's anything else to say there because I think that sums it up. So Malaga missed that chance, and then Espanol go two nil up from a pretty easy header. Alex. Yeah, I think it's
2: the defence again. Like you know, you you could say you know, nice move and simple header, but like we shouldn't be allowing those sort of goals to go in. It's that. Whether it's, you know, just switching off for that split second and allowing a player to get free. And I think, I can't remember when, but it was a week or two ago when, I think it was Les, uh, Las Palmas actually, and their equaliser, the, the sort of free this the yeah. space that we gave the striker. And it's, it's that marking at, at set pieces and concentration that continues to let us down, and we just haven't seemed to improve on it.
0: Yeah, that was the header where he just. Stood still, wasn't he, and didn't even jump and headed it across. That was the Las Palmas one. Um, yeah, this one wasn't too much better. But, um, yeah, so we were told, uh, Pérezé said, we were in control until it was 2-0. So I don't know if you agree with that or not. But um, we did have a chance to get a goal before half time. We got a free kick. But, Chris, should it have been a penalty? So we got a free kick on the edge of the box. I think high Jairo got wiped out. <laughs>
1: Difficult question because
0: I don't know. So it did go to VAR. It was quite a long time with VAR actually, wasn't it? And
1: I it it was I don't know, what do you guys
0: think? I think it was a penalty to be honest with you. I think he had his foot inside the box and it got taken out. It was definitely a foul.
1: I, I think as well, but you know, I don't... I'm, right,
0: let's go to Alex. It's hard,
1: it's hard being a Molaga fan, judging on, on these
0: situations. <laughs> Alex, what about you?
1: I think there's the argues
2: both sides. Obviously, you know, there's one foot there, you know, that does constitute... Could it constitute a penalty? But then, I think it, it's just too, too... Like, there's such a fine... You know, margin between a free kick and a penalty, and I think it would have been probably, I don't know, slightly unfair to give a penalty on Espanyol's Mm.
0: part there. It it never seems to come down on our side, these decisions, it seems. So um, it'd be nice to get one, and then who knows, 2 1 halftime, because we generally score penalties, or certainly have the last two seasons, might have been all okay, maybe.
1: (laughs) We we only got one this season.
0: That's true. We yeah. generally That's score, true, score yeah. Penalties. But I mean, we scored them all last season. We did not miss a single yeah. penalty last season, so... No,
1: this season either. We so, 100%. All. We <laughs> all.
0: That's, that's, that's a good stat. If you told us at the start of the season of the last season for the next two seasons you won't miss a penalty. We've been very happy with that. Um, and it's still going. Um, yeah, so I think after, I don't know, you guys can tell me if I'm wrong, after going 2-0 down, the game seemed to just sort of stop a little bit and... Um, I I got quite excited because I I didn't realise Ferran Merida plays for Espanyol, and I don't know if you guys remember Ferran Merida? The name rings a bell but... He um, He was at Arsenal about, well, about 10, maybe a bit longer and he was like a 16, 17 year old wonder kid so he used to play in the, well I think was then the... Capital One Cup and Carlin Cup games and there was, a big, there was a big talk of him being the new Fabregas and to be honest with you I completely forgot about him and, and then he, he rocks up here and I do vaguely remember him being at Osasuna when I googled him um, that evening on Saturday or Sunday evening but weirdly he played a couple of seasons in Brazil for Atletico Paranense so I just thought it was a nice throwback to Fran Merida
1: I, I don't want to say not nice things about Arsenal, but that's like the only English team I really don't care about.
0: Yeah, but you know, well they've had quite a few little nice Spaniards playing there, Chris. Um no Santi yeah. and Fabricas and Monreal and
1: one of my favourite players played there, but that doesn't make it a very interesting team
0: in my opinion. Okay. Oh, they're definitely interesting, whether you like them or not, I think it's different. There's always some sort of chaos going on there. And who will this player be, Chris? If you he's Dutch. Ah, uh, Robin. I'm guessing. Of course, of course, yes. Uh, but Dennis comp as well. Yeah, that's true. So you see, God, be honest, your two favorite countries being ticked off quite a lot there at Arsenal. Um, yeah. yeah, I can be arsed. But yeah, they did I just, I just thought, oh my word, it's Fran Merida. It was, uh, I was very excited in the tab, and everyone's like, "Who's Fran Marida?" And I'm like, oh. Never mind. Just me, I guess, excited about things like that. Um, and then I don't know if there's anything you guys want to talk about, but I'm just going to jump ahead to the... It, it was 3-0. Um, did anybody think it was quite harsh, or would you think it was fair enough?
2: The overall scoreline, you mean?
0: Yeah. No, yeah, or the goal, if you want to say that. But, yeah, the overall scoreline. I the... think it's pretty harsh. Mm-hmm. Me too. That's why I was going to see if anyone agreed with me, because I thought we played quite well, really, against a very good team. Um, we didn't I, create anything, but yeah, we played well. Yeah, and I, I don't even think we defended that badly apart from the two, it sounds stupid, apart from the three goals, where one was just a hell of a strike, and then two, again, stupid crosses and corners that we just couldn't deal with. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Is there is there anything anybody wants to add about the second half at all? Because it, I don't. It just seemed to be game over. Um, when I
1: compare this match to to going on a date. Okay. And and there can, can there there are three things that can happen on a date.
0: Oh my God! Go on.
1: You can you can f the date up and 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 it will be a very horrible date. Okay. The date can go well, but you get friend zoned.
0: Okay.
1: Or you have the best date ever. And you end up with your pants
0: on your on your on your ankles. Okay. Um so I'm gonna say here, Chris. That we, we got friend zoned. We got friend zoned, but we did have our pants around our ankles looking stupid, that's all. In a different sort of way. <laughs> um yeah, I I did not I was a bit worried where that analogy was going then. So that was um, No but but
1: but listen, we all have been on dates. Have you ever get been, been friend-zoned,
0: Matt? Uh, uh, should I be hearing this on a football podcast? I don't know. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah, okay, yes.
1: I've been friend-zoned. Okay. I think that's the most horrible thing that can happen on a
0: date I've probably friend-zoned as well, though. I think I've done the Espanol thing as well. I, I think I'm Espanol sometimes, and I'm top of the league, and... I can friend zone the poor Maligers. Where sometimes I've been the Maliga, maybe. Um, wow, I did not see, did not see us talking about my my dating life coming up here. Um, yeah, should, should we move on? <laughs> um, no, it's interesting now. Okay, is this, <laughs> we can move on. I feel like I'm on a different podcast. But yeah, so
1: it's 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 horrible if you get friendzoned. <laughs> I just read like I, I don't think this quite works though. Out, so. I don't
0: think this quite works chris because I don't feel i don't what are you saying that we're now friends with espanol uh, i've
1: been i've always been friends okay,
0: with Espanyol. Well, there you go um you you're happy with this then um uh,
1: but I just think that it's i i i prefer losing three 0 than playing well and getting nothing
0: okay fair enough um Alex, any thoughts on any of that? <laughs> you can go the football side or the dating side, I'll let you choose, I think.
2: <laughs> I mean, in, in general, I think, yeah, we had you know we didn't do too badly, but just the whole atmosphere from the game, like from start to finish, we had periods of you know, 15, 10 minutes at the beginning, obviously, where we you know, were all right, but I think overall we were pretty shocking, actually. And... Yeah. You know, you don't create chances in a game and you concede three, that's a pretty poor performance. So I think Espanol, I think credit's got to go to Espanol for doing what they needed to do, really. They didn't really need to put all the pressure on us for 90 minutes. They just knew when they could pick us off. And, you know, I go back to my boxing analogy again. They just jabbed and moved, and, you know, they got the knockdown at the end of the ninth round, and it was quite an easy win for them. So, yeah, I think Malaga probably, you know, I think probably one of the worst performances of the season in my books. Oh,
0: wow. Okay.
2: I,
1: I, I wouldn't say that. It was just. it You can. Like. We. If you. How am I saying this? Well,
0: I don't know. I don't
1: it sounded well in my head. Okay. We were like Switzerland, you know?
0: Oh, God. First of all apologies to the people of Switzerland before I We don't we don't have,
1: we, we don't have followers or listeners from Switzerland okay. I checked that before <laughs> Like there's no point it was meaningless if you don't create anything if you don't do anything Wow You're Switzerland Okay and Switzerland is boring
0: Okay so we've gone from We've done dating, boxing, and Switzerland in the last two or three minutes. I feel I feel I should be I'm the English teacher. I should be the one with all the imaginative metaphors, but I'm struggling now. <laughs> so yeah. Okay. I think we've I think in lots of imaginative ways we've described our views on the Malaga performance there. So um just quickly on, on Espanol, since I, I don't know what analogies are gonna come out here. But um do do we th- obviously they are going to go up? It's not mathematically done yet, but I think a, a win or a point this weekend and it's it's done. Um, do, do you think? Did you see enough to think they will stay in Premier in next season? Because they're not going to. I don't think they're going to need to add too much to this team. If I'm being honest,
1: for me, this team is built out of three players, and you can guess them.
0: Well, I think they be- I think their best player is still in Barber. I think he's brilliant. But That's one. Before you say it, so the other one's obviously R, D, T. Um, if I had to guess the other one, I'm going to probably say Diego Lopez, because he's such a good goalie, but I'm guessing you've gone somewhere else.
1: Javi Ser- Prado?
0: No, Sergi Darder. Ah, Sergi Darder, yeah. Well, I was about to say, Alex, Javi Prado. I think I said to our... Pal the Mancunian Perico last week. I didn't know much about him. Um so I sort of watched him a bit in this game. I thought he was I thought he was brilliant too, actually. Um, um he, he was probably I thought their best player. Um but I do like Embarber a lot. Um Alex If you, they
1: can ma- if they can maintain those four players, they will definitely stay in, in Primera. And Yeah I think they also had a lot of luck last Sunday. Um uh, but that's a luck uh uh, look, a uh, champion has, you yeah. know,
0: they're going up with a good manager as well. In Victor, Victor Moreno, who I'm sure our Mallorca fan will agree with when we speak to him in the next part. Um, but yeah, even from the bench, they had people like Wu who I think is a really good player as well. I think he's been a bit quieter in the Segunda, I've not heard him come up as much or be mentioned. Um, but I, I really like him too. Um, just quickly before we do Chumbo and Biznaga, then we've sort of said about in Espanol. Um, speaking of people coming off the bench, Hightam came off the bench. That was good to see. Yes, Alex.
2: Yes, definitely. I think um, it's good to see. I think those sort of the games they're perfect for using young players because you know we're not going to get anything out of it. And at this point, it doesn't really matter about goal difference because we're mathematically safe almost. And yeah, I think the more chances you know in the next. What is it, five games we have left? I think the more chance we can, or the more players from the youth academy that we can get through, I think the better because, you know, they're not going to gain experience through playing in Atletico Malagueno. Obviously, that does help improve them individually in terms of skills, but to get that Segundo experience, you can only play. That's the
1: only way of doing it.
0: Yeah. Um, Chris, any final thoughts on um, HITAM or? Anything you yeah, want to he have?
1: made his he made his debut in uh, La Liga Smart Bank, and uh, he did well. You shirt, yeah, the What can you? we say? It's it's good for for young players to get minutes, and definitely in this matches.
0: Okay, let's let's just get into Chumbo and Biznaga then, guys. So, uh, Chumbo, who was who was the Chumbo on our date then, Chris? Who was the one bringing the horrible smelly food? Alexander. Yep, that's exactly what I've got written down too and I realise we've not really spoke about him much in that section nope. but I thought he was awful <laughs> to be honest um, Again, maybe that's why I thought uh, Javi Poado was the best player maybe it wasn't that maybe I thought Alexander just couldn't deal with him um, I don't know if there's anything you want to say with that Chris or are you just happy to leave it there?
1: Um, yeah, he, the, uh, with the first goal I think it was his fault and the second goal as well.
0: Yeah, I think so. I'm quite surprised though. I thought you were going to go with Kaya Quintana, but clearly you've given him a bit of a a reprieve for a change. Um,
1: um no,
0: but like
1: oh. Quintana, we know he's a bad football player. He you know he's a bad monkey.
0: Yeah, um, bad monkey. <laughs> um, Biznaga. Oh, sorry, Chumbo first for you, Alex. Sorry.
2: I, I mean, I really, I think, you know, it's hard to pick out because they're all so bad. I think Gonzalez is one of the pick of the bunch. I think, you know, Javi Guadalupe, you've got to give credit to him. He was fantastic. And, you know, I think most of the attack I remember from Espanyol came from that left-hand side. So, you know, point the finger at uh, Gonzalez. But I'm going to give it to Casas. I think he was pretty shocking, actually. Okay. Okay. I don't like him at centre-back. I think
1: he's but he's not big enough. Listen, He's not strong enough. And... Well, that showed up in today's game. No, 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 I'm going to put you in your place right now. Go for it. Okay. Ismail Kass has just returned from an injury. He has been so long away from the team. Poor Ismail. No, I, I, I think that's a reason not to give it to him because he has been out no, for, no, it's a, Alex's for
0: a big it's while. Alex's opinion.
1: I think yeah. that's I think that's a good that's a good point you make. I think
2: you're you're very right. But I think then, you know, I I didn't pick the team. Yeah, exactly. He was on the, the pitch, team, so can Alex. You
0: could,
2: yeah, so, he's on the
0: pitch. You can pick him.
2: I, I'll blame Paythor there. So hmm. for putting him back in too soon, I think you know when you've come back from an injury to put you in at centre back against the top of the league, it's just yeah. yeah it's, and, it's and without
1: and without even making any minutes in other matches before, you just put him in on there straight away.
0: Yeah, but then he was there. If Alex thinks he was jumbo, I don't think he was great either. But I would have. There was a couple of people I would have put ahead of him. Right? Any um, any positives from this then? So Chris Biznaga.
1: Yes, there was one player who worked his ass off, who gave everything he had in him, who really was top of the top of the best of the best of the. I really
0: loved him. And was he in a Malaga shirt? He had a Malaga shirt. Good.
1: (laughs) It was my boy, Alberto
0: Escasi. Okay, that's not where I thought he was going, actually. I thought he did all right. That build-up. I thought you were going to give it to someone else then for a second. No. Okay. Alex, I'm going to see if you go the person I thought was the clear biznaga for me.
2: I think... You, you do make a good point, Chris. I think Ascaso was yeah, good, did. but I think I think you know he was the third. Yeah, I think. I mean, he he did. You know, obviously, it's hard when you know the other the other five defenders don't really help you out. But I think you know, Jairo and Yannis were superb as well in in what they could have done in those short spaces we had up front. I but, don't
1: really uh, see that thing that about Yannis to be
0: honest. Oh, I for I've I've given him my Viznaga. I thought he's easily our best player. Really? Yeah, yeah he was it.
2: I think it's between Eskasi and Rahmani for me. I think they were both pretty good.
0: Yeah, Eskasi would be my second choice.
2: Uh, yeah, I think if I had to pick one, I probably would go Though no, I think he was thanks. just, you know, he I remember more from what his, his performance. But yeah, I think Yanis was, was good. But then in the general scheme of things, I don't think good is probably the right word. I think, you know, not not below average like the rest of them.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I say Romani for me. I thought was everywhere. I'm not saying everything came off for him, but it, I, and out of the 11 players on the pitch, I thought he was our best one. Um, actually, he did
1: work very hard. I have to I have to say that he was everywhere um, as well.
0: The the only other person apart from Iskassi you mentioned, I'd like to give a bit of love to. I thought Joaquin was quite good off the bench again. Um, yes, yeah. I thought not. You know, not game changing, but he was quite enthusiastic and yes. Um, Right, though, so that is us losing 3-0 to top of the league. Let's hope we can do a bit better against second in the league. So let's go on to talking about Mallorca v Malaga. Uh. Okay, so as we said earlier, Malaga's tough run continues. After playing first in the league last weekend, we now play second in the league. 9 pm this coming Saturday night, Mallorca come to La Rosaleda. And we have got the best person with us to talk about all things Mallorca. We have Alex Fitzpatrick of the Tonerem podcast. Alex, how are you doing?
3: Yeah, I'm very good, thank you. How are you guys doing?
0: Yeah, we're doing all right. You know, we've just talked about us getting hammered a little bit by Espanyol, so we're hoping yeah, you thanks, can...
3: thanks for that favor. I was hoping, <laughs> I was hoping that you might uh, throw us a bone, but you you, you uh, kind of led down for them yeah. again. Yeah. Second time this season you've led down for a yeah. three nil. we don't have many bones to throw at Málaga at the moment.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we did have a go for twenty minutes,
3: and then it, it turns yeah. out they are really, really good, Espanyol. Um, yeah they are they've gone up a gear haven't they you know um i think our friend vicente moreno stumbled across <laughs> the 442 and yeah. having Di Mata up top with Raul de Tomas instead of playing this uh 4 two three1 that he played most of the season and espanol fans have been hammering him saying why are you not more attacking we should be going out to win games you know we are espanol and they've been proved right and um yeah they're, they're walking the league now aren't they
0: Oh, we, well, we we were looking for an Espanol fan to come on last week. Maybe we should have asked you first. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, do
1: you do you think it matters if you if you turn out to be the number two or number one in the league? Or
3: Do you know we we talked about this on our on our podcast last week and uh, I asked the guest that I had on and I said to him who won La Liga Smart Bank last year? And Whisker. uh very good. Pesca. Well done. Okay. Chris. So for you guys being in the smart bank, you remember. Okay. But for him, obviously, Mallorca in La Liga last year, he didn't remember. And my point to him was not many people remember who wins it and who comes second, because really it doesn't matter. You you, you end up in La Liga and that's what matters. You know, nobody remembers. Even on La Liga TV, they got it wrong, saying that that Mallorca finished sixth in the in in the league the year that they went up two years ago. They didn't. They finished fifth. But nobody <laughs> remembers those kind of things. All that matters is if which division you're in the season coming. So um, personally, I'm not one of those people that cares if we catch Espanyol or not. Um, the focus for me has always been on Almeria. Yeah.
1: Is that is that a bit of a shame? I I understand that you want to promote two teams, I really understand that, but somehow it feels like it's making the competition a little bit less interesting between the number one and the number two, because being the champion is like the, the biggest reward you should get of winning the league, or in the league, and that's a bit missing right now between the number one and number two in the league
3: yeah maybe I think um, well we saw it last, last year you know you said uh, Huesca won it but obviously for a long time Cadith were mm, yeah. were up there weren't they and uh, I think Huesca actually took it on the final day of the season yeah, didn't they, they? Did. And, and you know was anyone in Cadiz that bothered no not, not really I was actually uh,
0: in I was in Cadiz last summer um I could have been here the day they got promoted actually and they lost to Fuen Labrada and but I think they partied no matter what was happening. <laughs>
1: that's that's the day they partied, right? When they got promoted, when it yeah. was sure that they were yeah. because there were so many points ahead and yeah. then there you were two win or the were three league games probably. left and they, they didn't care anymore.
0: Yeah, which yeah. I I suppose Alex, as we're talking about all these different uh segunda teams, this is a, a good moment to throw in and plug something of yours. Uh you are obviously Alex Fitzpatrick on Twitter and you have the Tornarem Rem podcast. Do you want to say something quickly about the Tornarem Rem podcast just in case someone didn't hear you on here a few years ago? Yeah,
3: the, the, the Tona Rem podcast is um, just similar to what you guys are doing really. Uh, with Malaga, obviously I'm, I'm doing a similar thing with... Uh, With Real Mallorca um, Across there So I don't expect that there'll be many Malaga fans Listening to this (laughs) That tune in to the Tournament podcast Um, But what they might be interested in Is the uh, Segunda Spanish Twitter account So basically, literally It's only a few weeks old It's it's really in its infancy Um, I, I looked and I saw that There's nothing pretty much out there For Segunda in the English language Obviously, you guys do a great job with uh, with the Geary cast and, and that's club-focused. There's a couple of uh, other podcasts out there, one of them being mine, for individual clubs. But nothing really that was a central hub for the Segunda. And I just thought, someone's missing a trick here because this is a brilliant league. It's a brilliant, brilliant league. Um, it's exciting. You know, there's five games to go and nobody is assured of anything yet. You know, we talked a minute ago about Espanyol and, you know, the title and all that kind of thing. They're only, I think it's six points ahead of Mallorca. Now, okay, they have the goal average, so it's it's kind of three results that need to go Mallorca's way. But even that is not certain. Second place is not certain. The top six, wow, you know, so much can still happen. Uh, Even Almeria, if they have a particularly bad run, could drop out of that. And down the bottom... You're probably going all the way up to, I would say, Real Oviedo on 44 points. I mean, Tenerife, Las Palmas, maybe even Malaga-Mirandes don't have the magic 50, No, but the chances of you guys going down is, is it's not going to happen. But, um, you know, there's so many teams in there, all still got something to break for. It's just such a great league. So it's at Segunda Spanish. Um, we are covering all of the games uh, Tweeting the teams pre-match Post-game summaries of what's gone on uh, Twitter polls there through the week We um, we do a team of the week on there uh, Some analysis, we have some predictions So people chipping in with their predictions for the week um, So yeah, loads going on So yeah. please go and follow it and, and interact, get involved If you're interested in, in the Segunda.
0: Yes, it's excellent, and actually, I think when you first started it, and uh, I think you followed the podcast and myself and I think Chris put on a WhatsApp group. do we know who's doing this and I said, "I don't know yet, and I think your name I was had an to, idea. yeah, we I thought had it, an we idea. did think it was, it was you, and I did say whoever's doing it, if they do this brilliantly, it'd be yes. spot on it and it'd be useful for us as well it, it means that little bit less research for right. us sometimes it's like a quick, easy you know. Stop and look Place to go Yeah so um, Thank you For doing it No you're very
3: welcome I mean the, the Segunda is a It's a difficult thing To find information about In the English language It, it really is And there's a lot of clubs In the Segunda who You know Mallorca included They don't even have An English Twitter account um, I think Malaga do, don't they? But um, a lot of clubs they don't have that, and I think that's just such a basic thing yeah. for information. And with so many English-speaking people, not just not just Brits, but you know, uh, such as Chris, for example, English-speaking people. Chris, I think you're, you're a Spanish speaker as well, but not yeah. everybody that, that comes to Spain is, or at least at the beginning, maybe perhaps they're not. And um, you know, there's so many great teams out there, and wow, just like in the UK. The second, essentially, the second division in the country. There's some huge, historic teams yeah. in there as well. So, yeah, I just thought um, it will be good to do something. So please jump on, get involved, and um, yeah, enjoy. Yeah, I and I think it's really great. Yeah.
1: I I think it's a lot of work for you, but I, I think it's really awesome you're doing it because for me, Segunda División is much. More interesting than and I, I like it more than Primera División. I hate Primera División, it's boring, <laughs> it's every year the same thing.
0: Yeah, I suppose it's, um, it's like a it's a bit like the championship, isn't it? It's that unpredictability, and it's if not more so. Where last season there was eight points between the relegation and the playoffs, about this time last season, but we will go while well, we're talking about playoffs and promotion. You've sort of alluded to it already, I think, Alex. Um, it feels like a long time ago you're on here. It seems like a long time ago we played Mallorca um, over at your place. So I was going to ask, how has the season gone for you? Has it been going, you know, what you expected? And, I, you know, is promotion guaranteed for you yet? Uh,
3: the fat lady is not singing. So let's uh, let's just start there because <laughs> I think a lot of people seeing, um, you know, Mallorca have stretched their Point gap to Almeria to eight points after the weekend's results, and and saying, Well, it's done, it's dusted. There's 15 points still in play. And um, okay, Mallorca beat Mirandez, but they'd lost the two previous games before that 1 0 against uh, Saiz down at the bottom of the table. Um, So look, Segunda, any result is possible. And to be honest, the way Mallorca had been playing the second half of the season. uh, Luis Garcia Plato, Mallorca manager, he would tell you that um, up until a point a few weeks ago that Mallorca had the they were top of the table for the second half of the season, if you if you look solely at the second half of the season. Um, obviously, the wheels have come off a little bit. A few poor results, um, but they had enough of a cushion. And of course, at the same time, Almeria's wheels have come off as well. It's only Espanol really that have kept on trucking forward. But the the pace that the teams were setting in the first half of the season, the top three sides, was just unsustainable. To be totally honest, um, un, unsustainable for for forty four, uh, for forty forty two, sorry, games. Um, unsustainable in terms of the fact that they've now been playing for almost two years with with very little break because yes they had a break for coronavirus but obviously they were still having to train through that not knowing what would happen with the season so yeah the second half of the season Mallorca like a few other sides have, have uh, suffered a little bit um, a few injuries a little bit less fluency um, but fortunately they've had the squad to carry them through and um, sitting at the moment, eight clear of third, Almeria. Ruby's arrival mm-hmm. did have a few on the island worried, mm-hmm. I will say. Um, but it was it was ironic after after the chairman of um, of Almeria said, "There's Majorcan press here today at the unveiling of Ruby," uh, so we've got a message for Mallorca and television, take it back to Mallorca. Um, with Ruby as our manager, anything is possible. And I'm wondering if the anything is possible is, is uh, that he meant is possibly them dropping out of the playoffs. <laughs> but we'll, we'll, wait, we'll wait and see how that goes. But, um, yeah, eight clear of Almeria, nine clear of Leganes. It's almost done. It's almost done, but with 15 points left to play for... Um, you know, you'd have to say if they don't do it from here, then they've no one to blame but themselves and they're they're in the box seat, obviously.
0: Is um I was gonna ask as well, is was this expected, do you Because I think um at the start of the season you had that little bit of disarray with uh, Victor Moreno. Is was he gonna stay or was he gonna go? And there was a bit of a a bit of a saga there, and then you had Luis Garcia Plaza come in who was I don't know, is slightly unproven in Spain, I think. I might, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, and your striker went to Osasuna. Was the top two yeah. expected? I,
3: I, well, the, t- the timing of all those things, um, in the end, the club got it done in the right way. Vicente Moreno, it, it got leaked um, the day before Mallorca got relegated. So Mallorca was still able to stay up, and they had a crunch game against uh, against Granada at San mosh it was, and he got leaked in the Mallorca press that Vicente Marino was going to leave. So very quickly after the final game of the season, that was it did roll on a little bit, a couple of weeks. It was a legal wrangle, but it was really clear very early on that he was going to go to Espanol because. Basically, they wanted it, he wanted it. It was just a question of how much he going to pay. Mm-hmm. So, Mallorca actually managed to get Luis Garcia's plethora sorted out quite quite quickly. Um, and he was there for the entire preseason. So, that wasn't too disruptive. Um, at the time, I wouldn't say he's unproven in Spain, but the issue that people had was, I think he's been out of Spain mm-hmm. for, barring a few weeks at Villarreal, I think he had a six or seven game spell at Villarreal. Uh, he'd been out of Spain for, for seven years or so doing a bit of a tour of the Middle East yeah. um, if we're cynical earning a bit of cash um, or, or travelling the world see it as you will uh, but prior to that he's he's got a pedigree of getting teams out of okay. Segunda he got uh, Levante uh, promoted okay. out of Segunda uh, kept them up moved on to Hetafe, kept them up um, and then that was when he Moved on. So, yeah. I mean, it was a little bit underwhelming from the point of view that, that he'd been out of the country seven years. But wow, this guy has. You won't find a Mallorca fan who's not been impressed by him because in the first half of the season, every weakness that Mallorca had under Vicente Moreno uh, became a strength for Mallorca. Uh, and he has changed the way of playing. Uh, the shape has stayed broadly similar, but you know the, it's changed the way of playing, overhauled the squad. Ante Budimir's departure is, I think, the thing that has or could have infe- uh, affected us most. I think had we had Ante Budimir, we'd be probably okay. ahead of Espanol.
0: Okay.
3: I think uh, we've we've missed a goal scorer. Our top goal scorer's got eight goals, um, and Espanol have got. RDT, who I think has got about 20, and yeah. Barber and, and uh, Javi we have got about 13 each. Yeah. Uh, Sadiq Almaria, obviously, oh. has got, got almost 20. So, had Miorca had a striker that could do that, I think they would be uh, well away. But he's done a brilliant job. He's done a brilliant job. I had us down for third, if okay. I'm honest, at the beginning of the season. I thought third. Um, and it's a little bit better than I thought. Yeah. So, well, you I did. have a question.
1: We have a striker of you. Um, do you want him back, or
3: can we keep him? Uh he's damaged goods no? For us, he's done great. <laughs> yeah, he I mean, you can damaged. keep him on, on, on two counts. Um, firstly, he's out of contract, and we we don't want to be uh, we don't want to be paying him any more money than we've paid him. With total respect to him, you know, from everything I've heard, he's he's a great guy. He's a he's a good. Person to have around the squad. He's a good trainer, but he's just not of the caliber that, that Mallorca required in in La Liga last season, and uh, probably not of the cal- caliber of a of, of a promotion side. Um, I think. Uh, I mean, I don't know. You've you've actually probably seen more of him than I've seen of him in a Mallorca shirt. So you, you know, you're probably in a better place to comment. But also, when I say Damage goods, he's I believe he's long-term injured with a. Uh, knee injury isn't he cruciate, yeah. cruciate knee injury so I mean that's sad for him because he's going to be out of contract with nowhere to go with a serious injury and he's the wrong side of 30 I believe So, well, he's, he's
1: almost back he's uh, doing well he's training already in the gym and he's. I think he, he can be back after the summer so pre-season he, he will be back on the pitch and he can fully play um, but I didn't know his contract ended
3: I thought he still had a contract. No, no, he's. I, I believe he's out of contract. He's. Um, although Mallorca gave a lot of average players long contracts last <laughs> season when they signed them, he was one who I believe only got a two-year contract. So uh, he he's out of contract. So if you want him, Chris, you are very welcome to take him because um, he he won't be coming back to Mallorca.
0: Well, we okay. we tweeted out today. I, I don't know who was doing the Twitter that uh, Radio Marker have actually said there's something in play to suggest that we are trying to get him back. Which uh, he's he's a bit of, he's a big favourite, I'd say, amongst amongst Malaga fans, and he seems to have taken to Malaga like a lot of our lone players and free signings seem to have, have this season. So, um, um, as in Malaga, Alex, are you up for Pablo Chavaria coming back? Since you're sitting there nice and quiet at the moment
2: definitely I think he's been if I had to obviously you know being in, being out for such a, a long time it's hard to give him the accolade of player of the season but if judging on just the games that he played he was fantastic and he's the only out and out striker yeah Skifovic has come in recently but he's the only out and out striker we've had all season that's actually pulled us out of many holes like Alcocon's the first one that comes to mind and you know he, yeah all the more I think like Alex said I think you know he's probably not the sort of player that Mallorca are looking for, but I think he's perfect for malaga because you know we don't have a lot of money at the moment. We we need that out and out striker, and well, he he wants to play football, and you know, being that age that he is, he's probably not going to try and go looking for other clubs.
0: Yeah, and um, usually Alex, um, as in Mallorca, Alex, we we usually ask when we have opposition fans on who's the danger man for your team, and as you've alluded to already, you don't. You don't quite have the out-and-out striker or strikers like Espanyol do. So instead of asking who your danger man is, I'm going to reword the question a bit. As we're at the end of the season, sort of, I'm going to ask who is your Mallorca player of the season as it stands?
3: Oof, a tough one. It's a tough one. I mean, it's got to be... I could. I could go four or five ways okay. here. Um, Give us a list, and then you can you can
0: make a decision.
3: <laughs> you've got uh, you've got the you've got the two central defenders, um, Antonio Rayo and Martin Valiente. You know they've just been absolute rocks at the back. And uh, uh, you know I, I think I, 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 said I think people... the first half of the season, Mallorca conceded something like I don't know ten goals in 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 twenty games or, or something like that. I've not got the stat. Uh, in my mind the second half of the season they've they've conceded more still only 24 goals conceded um all season although i think eight of those have come against Fuenlabrada. Labrada. so <laughs> um bizarre stat yeah. but um yeah so those two obviously are the foundation of 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 everything which we build from Sevilla has just been incredible you know the guy Is an unbelievable footballer. He runs the game, knits the play together, picks it up, um, takes a cracking free kick. You know, just an unbelievable player. And he's 37 years old now, and he is still top of the running stats every game. So I think he's running around about 12 kilometres every game. Um, more than any other Mallorca player on the pitch, which is unbelievable. He's been partnered this season by Ruiz de Gallereta, who was at Las Palmas last season on loan. And he's been a revelation as well. He's just missed quite a lot in the second half of the season through injury, but um, he will play in La Liga. Uh, if he hadn't missed so much, of, so much of the second half of the season, he'd definitely be in with a strong shout as well. Um, and then I'd probably say, well, Danny Rodriguez, he's, always, he's just a dynamo, isn't he? Um, again I think second half of the season he's tailed off a little bit just through the Covid issues we were talking about he plays every game and usually 90 minutes of every game as well and with his playing style it's you know it's high intensity um, I think these kind of things normally go to goal scorers um, I'm not going to give it to a goal scorer but if Mallorca do have a goal scorer then it's a Amafendai who's on loan from Hetafe. he scored uh, I think he's eight or nine goals now for Mallorca and he scored important goals. You know, you have some strikers who pop up and, you know, they, they maybe score when the team's already 1-0 up, 2-0 up, they'll, they'll get a soft goal or, or times that don't really matter. But he's popped up in a lot of 1-0 wins or in crucial big games and picked up goals, um, opening goals, you know, to, to, to get the ball rolling. And uh, he's been important. If we can pick him up from Hetafe next season um, as a purchase you know that'll be a good bit of business for Mallorca but I'd, I'd, I've got to go with the wily Old Fox it has got to be Salva Sevilla yeah, for me like um, and, and thank goodness he's going to be gracing Mosh for another year He signed a contract extension Um, which will take him, I think, into his 39th year by the end of the season. So, uh, by the end of next season. So, uh, yeah, it's the wily old fox for me.
0: See, I was was hoping you'd go with Valhent, because I think I said to you before, I I used to live very close to Slovakia's national football stadium. So I used to go watch Slovakia play quite a lot. And um, I, I like all the Slovaks because of that. But he, sadly, he couldn't get ahead of... Uh, Martin Skirtle and Skriner are at the time. I'm pretty sure I have seen him play for Slovakia though. So I'm glad to hear the Slovaks are doing well. <laughs> He's in there now. He's in there
3: now. Yeah. He's uh more or less first choice yeah. uh, centre off for them.
0: I've definitely yeah, I think Skirtle retired and opened opened mm. the way for him. Um go into a little bit of Malaga then, guys, just before we um perhaps go back to maybe I don't know a score prediction or whatever. Um Alex As in Malaga, Alex again. Uh what do you think Malaga need to change to stop us getting a little bit of a thrashing like we did last weekend against another very, very good team in this league?
2: Don't play five at the back. I think that's the key.
0: Okay.
2: <laughs> I mean, throughout this season, I did I did a little bit of digging. I think, you know, obviously, we're, we're not perfect with four at the back, but I think, you know, Chris said it earlier, I think it just allows us more, you know, it gives us more attacking capabilities going forward, not that we have any Uh, in the first place I just think having that five at the back I think obviously Casas has just come back from injury you know whether MPS is you know super fit for playing 90 minutes I I just don't think it's the right move and you know I think it would make sense going with Juan De Lomban as the two starting centre-backs and then just don't play Alexander Gonzalez anymore I just don't see what he offers for the team and the strikers, I think, maybe stop playing Kai Quintana and I'm going to break out the bingo and say, uh, give Issa <laughs> a go if he's ready. I think, you know, you know, touch wood, we're not going to get relegated. Yeah, Now's the perfect opportunity to bring in those youngsters, play David LaRubia, I'm not saying every week, but, you know, at least bring him off the bench every game, even give him a few starts, you know, play those youngsters that, you know, next season will be like, well, they need experience. Where? Well, why didn't we give it to them? This is the perfect opportunity. So, yeah, more youngsters and no
1: five at the back.
0: Uh, and, Chris, anything you'd add to what Alex has put forward there?
1: Um, I would give, yeah, I would I would put in some youngsters. I would definitely not start with Kai Quintana because you can even start with a, I don't know. No striker. <laughs> with no striker or, or, or replace him by a... By a monkey or a, <laughs> or elephant it wouldn't make a difference at all
0: <laughs> okay Put
1: youngsters and... in because I don't I don't really think we're going to win I don't think we have much chance because there's a lot of a, a lot in stake for Mallorca and Mallorca are way better okay so I would give I would rest some players and then give youngsters the chance to uh,
0: to play and um i'll put this to you two guys first then i'll maybe pass it over to alex since obviously he is has his eyes all over the segunda division with his new twitter account but um if malaga were to drop into the bottom half and you know i don't want to say head towards that relegation zone do you think if we finished below the top half it'd be a disappointing season for us now having done you know gone above expectations for most of the season
2: in a way no I think for me this season the primary objective was staying up obviously and if we do that I'll be happy and I think it's it's not so much about where we finish now it's more about you know the performance and getting a squad ready for next season because I think it's going to be difficult obviously we talked about it earlier those lone players who's going to come back whether we're going to sign any of the players that are running out of contract uh, for next season will they stay you know it it's a case of just doing the best we can with what we've got. So I think, you know, as long as we don't get relegated, I think it'll be a positive season, given the circumstances that we found ourselves in June, May
0: last year. Yeah, I, I get I get too excited about getting close to the playoffs, don't I? And I think I'd be a little bit disappointed now. as You know, I think if we dipped too far into the bottom half, I'd be disappointed. But you are right, Alex. You are the voice of reason. Um, Chris, what about you? Do you be I'm not going to
1: lie. I'm I'm getting a bit worried because um, we're nine nine points away from relegation. and uh, the to me. Last matches wasn't really great.
0: Uh, and Alex, as a as an outsider over in Mallorca, um, uh, do you know, do you have any views on Malaga's season? I know. I think we beat you over the head with it last time you were on about you tipping us for relegation on a earlier um, <laughs> prediction podcast. I wasn't going
3: to bring that up, actually, but I have now. Um, 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 well, for, just, just in terms of what Chris said, you know, are you a glass half full or a glass half empty kind of guy? Because right. <laughs> nine points from relegation, but you're nine points from the playoffs, Chris. Come on, <laughs> you know? You can still do it. If anything um, is possible, if, if those guys can catch you up from below,
1: I, I agree. then you I, can catch the guys above you. I agree with you, but... Um... The players we miss till the end of season are probably our most important players. Players like Chavarria, Ghosabet is out for the rest of the season, Ben massa is out of the season, very important. <laughs> um, no, but Ghosabet is really important. And it's, um... I, I, I just don't see us... We, we have a,
3: a pretty difficult... Uh, Really? agenda to on um, ahead of us so yeah, 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 I, yeah. Don't, I, I mean I' don't, I'm only, I'm only joking when I say yeah, you I you're maybe gonna hit top six but I don't think you need to worry about the about the bottom four um you know I, I think there's if you look at the bottom end of the table you've basically got down that bottom end some some clubs that have come up from Segunda Bay you've got clubs that have been kind of rattling around that bottom end of the division um, some, some with total respect to them, some smaller clubs down there, you know, uh, for example, Alcocon, I've been to Alcocon, it's, it's a fantastic little grounds, um, fantastic club.
0: I'm laughing, by the way, Alex, because literally just before you came on, we had 15 minutes and we were talking about Alcocon have been a running theme on this podcast. And I said, when it opens up, I'm going to Alcocon. And obviously, I know you are um, you are friends with Alex O'Brien as we are. So I'm supporting Alcockorn to stay up. Just. For for the Alex Union out there. yeah,
3: yeah, for sure. <laughs> but I, I mean, I just think if we look at those clubs that, that are below, you know, below the positions that Malaga are in, and I, and I know you don't stay up on the basis of the size of your club, of course. You know, we've seen Deportivo La Coruña go down <laughs> last season, but I, I think as a general trend in terms of the way that the Segunda was going is, is going, um, I think that money is going to be going forwards, a massive, massive thing because of everything that happened with coronavirus. To me, that makes what you've done this season and where you finished this season incredible because of your financial situation, you know. And that that was why, that was the the main reason why I tipped Malaga to be there or thereabouts around the bottom four. And I'm glad that I'm wrong um, because I don't want to see Malaga do a Deportivo. Um, and you're not going to do a Deportivo. But in terms of as things go forward, if, if you look at the top of the table, you know, um, La Liga has moved in the last four or five years to a financial system which makes it a more balanced competition, right? It, which is more in line with what the Premier League do. So, Do, do, do you see it? Do I see a more balanced competition? Yes. In, so, t- filtering down from La Liga, yeah, for sure I do. We've got four teams going for the title this yeah, season. We've, <laughs> we've got, uh, you know, you've got teams like Real Sociedad who are up there. Look at what Granada have done. Um, teams that, you know, there's not teams now right down at the bottom of the table getting relegated with 20 points. Because uh, the TV money that those teams are getting is is a lot more than yeah. it previously was. And the, the impact that that's having on the Segunda is if you look at the table in the Segunda, um Last season, uh, Huesca went went back up, so they've they've kind of yo yoed down and then gone back up. This season, you've got Espanyol. Okay, they they have the money, but this is one of the factors I'm talking about money. You have Mallorca, they're going going to touch wood, bounce straight back up. You've got Leganes, who got relegated, who are in fourth. You've got Almeria, who've got buckets of money, who are up there. Sporting, a little bit of an, an, an anomaly when it comes to money. Girona, a part of the Man City group. Um, So the teams with the money are up there and the teams that are coming down from La Liga are no longer going to struggle financially because of the financial fair play that that La Liga's got in where they're controlling what people are doing or trying to control what people are doing and because of the amount of TV money that you get as a relegated team. Even if you're rubbish, you're going to be so much richer than those guys down the bottom of Segunda. So... um, I think that we're going to start to see the Segunda Division kind of turn into the haves and have-nots okay. a little bit.
0: Right. Well, I think that's a lovely summary of um, where it's going, which is terrifying for Maligo of the, the least money of any club in the league. But, but we, we do have a, 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 you know, a big club sort of feel about us, I suppose. So hopefully that can help. Drag I up. think,
3: Matt, when, when fans get back in the ground, because the thing that's killed uh, a lot of clubs, you know, if you look at those clubs down down the bottom end, um, the smaller clubs that I was talking about, you know, Lugo, uh, Sabadell, Castellon, Alcocon, you know, they're not going to have 20,000 people there every week. No. And Malaga, even in Segunda, um, once fans are allowed back in the ground, have got the potential to have twenty, thirty thousand 30,000 fans in the ground. Yeah. That amount, big city, buying all the merchandise, TV money is going to be fairly similar between what Malaga get and what Lugo get. Yeah. But the big, the big differential is going to be what you guys can bring in with other things. So if you are well managed, and I know at the minute you're not, we getting it. <laughs> oh well, or, or in the recent history, and yeah. you've not been. Uh, if you are well managed, then um, you know I think you got every chance.
0: Right. Yeah, I think we could go on all evening about this sort of stuff. But yes, you are right there, Alex. We do have Manolo Gaspar heading the project now. And he is, you know, as we we talk on our podcast all the time, we love him. And the the obstacles he's had to leap over and to make this club, you know, this you said what Malaga have done this season is incredible. And a lot of it is down to what he's done. So long may that continue. Um, will. will does anyone want to make a prediction? I hate the prediction part.
3: My prediction would be if um, if we if Malaga turn up with a monkey, an elephant, and uh, some youth players. I'm hoping for the under-13s uh, when you say some youth players, not just these <laughs> players you've had on the bench. Yeah. So if you can put the, the under-13s, a monkey and an elephant, out on the pitch for us, then I'm going for a New Yorker victory. And that would be very kind of you. Okay. I didn't get a chance to see your game against Espanol, but looking at the result, it looks as if you might have done that last weekend. So it would be nice <laughs> if you did it again this weekend.
0: Well, we'll see what we can do for you. Um, Chris or Alex, any final thoughts or anything you want to add before we call an end to this podcast?
2: I can't see it going any differently than last week I think you know I when I look back at the first Mallorca game I think I had more hope than espanol but that's only because you know espanol they've they've you know the, you look at that I think it was the stat that came out early in the season their salary I think it's you know near enough to 45 million for the whole squad and you know it, for, for anyone to compete with them is, is a fantastic job and Mallorca are doing that and you know they're a top team with, with some very good players so I think I, I just can't see Malaga competing like Chris said earlier with the players we're missing it's just it's not the right time for us to be competing so I'm going to go with a 2-0 Mallorca win Okay, Chris. still
1: I think we have more chance with our monkey <laughs> and our elephant against Mallorca than against Espanyol Okay. Because I think Espanyol is like the best team of the league. So I will say, what did I say? A 2-1. My prediction was 2-1 against Espanyol.
3: I will say 1-1.
0: Oh, okay.
3: And My think. serious prediction, uh, Matt, would be I think it's going to be a tight game. Okay. I do honestly think it's going to be a tight game. I think um, I wouldn't be surprised if, if it's a one-goal victory either way or a draw. Um, you know, Mallorca are not full of goals. So if Malaga can get the first goal, there's every chance you're going away with at least a point.
2: Okay.
3: It, it also
1: depends on on which defenders we can expect back on the yeah. on the pitch this week. Okay. Luis Munoz is still injured. Jose of Machides is still. Joshua Mejida is still injured. If any of them get back in time, we might have a chance.
0: And there you go. We'll leave it there, Chris. So I think, as you know, we have to say a big thank you to Alex for joining us again from over on the island. Um, you know, keep safe and everything, Alex. And, you know, we hope you can have a promotion party soon ish. Not. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Maybe a. Thanks. <laughs> thanks very much. It won't be this weekend, no matter what happens mathematically. But, um, yeah, fingers crossed.
0: Okay. Um, and, Alex, anything you would like to add before, as in Malaga, Alex, you'd like to add before we go?
2: Apart from, yeah, thanks, Alex, for coming on. Well, good luck to Mallorca when they, when they do go up, because I can't see anything else happening with the top two. Um, and
0: Vamos Malaga. Okay, and then Chris, you've given us elephant, monkey analogies, dating analogies earlier. I'm glad Alex didn't miss that bit. That was <laughs> that was odd. Um,
1: here, yeah. here we go. <laughs> don't forget to like, subscribe, <laughs> follow, swipe right on Tinder, swipe left on Grinder, or to the right, I don't care. And swipe down to clean your ass.
3: So right, there you go.
1: Having said that, don't forget to buy our merchandise and help Malaga Club the football.
0: Lovely stuff. A nice way to finish there, Chris. So yeah, thank you to the three of you and thank you to everyone for listening. I've been Matt Harrison. You've been listening to the GiriCast on Sport Direct Radio. Adios and Vamos Malaga. <laughs>